1: Go soccer right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you live on Sirius XM Two Eleven. Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Geber. It's great to be with you, as I'm with you each and every week night, nine p.m. Eastern time, six p.m. Pacific, on these very networks. Uh, also. Uh, Coming to you on our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning Sirius XM app. Uh, It is great to be with you, and I would be remiss if I didn't welcome to the show our men and women in uniform around the world, uh, listening courtesy of the American Forces Network. This is the world's most uh, distributed soccer show. We are all over the United States. We are all over the world, uh, courtesy of American Forces and, of course, uh, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. This show, we talk about the global game, all aspects of the global game, never afraid to speak the truth. Never afraid to say it like it is. If you've known me on the air over the last 20 years, you will know I am no corporate shill. You will know I am no talking point for Major League Soccer. You will know I don't care if I ever get another free sandwich in the press box at an MLS or other sporting event game. So, folks, if I piss off the man, I couldn't care less. Couldn't give a rat's backside, a rodent's rectum. The truth is more important than a free sandwich, trust me. Well, unless you're very hungry, in which case, maybe. Find me on Twitter, at Nick N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Let's talk football truth. Let's talk it right here, Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Once again, Twitter, at Nick N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 5th Street Sports Talk. That's where you can find me, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. we got a big show today. We are brought to you and presented by our good friends, betonline.ag. Encourage everyone to head over to betonline.ag. It's a great place. You can still make bets. Lots of wonderful sports for you to have fun with. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break, and we'll be right back to kick it all off right here on Fifth Street Soccer. Hey, look, while you're waiting out this... Uh, pandemic at home hopefully listening to this show every day don't forget about it you can still have some fun though betting on sport and other events at betonline.ag i know you're saying well wait a minute i thought all sports were on hold well look i know there's no nba nhl or major league baseball and you might think there's nothing left to bet on but with bet online they still have hundreds of of places to wager including their online casino poker blackjack nfl draft a whole bunch of other stuff you can bet on and of course chances are good the bundesliga will be starting up shortly there is of course always what is it belarusian premier league and table tennis but more there's esports american idol big brother elections spelling bee they've got a wonderful poker room there's still fun to be had go to betonline.ag and use the promo code mypod100 receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's betonline.ag. Use promo code mypod100. Bet online, your online wagering experts. All right, welcome back to the show. A little excerpt. By the way, I was absolutely uh, thrilled to read that there's a brand new X album getting ready to drop here, I think, just in a in a week or two. Uh, the original four members, uh, DJ Bonebreaker, uh, Billy Zoom, of course, uh, X-Scene Savenka, and John Doe. Can't wait. X, one of the absolute seminal punk bands of the West Coast in the late 70s. I must have seen X about 4,000 times. Great band. Really thrilled that there's a new album. Welcome back. Uh, Nick Gieber here. Street Soccer, presented by BetOnline.ag. Uh, outside, of course, of my taste in music. And if you follow me on Facebook, and um, uh, which y- you may or may not do, I am. I've um, been challenged by my friend Matthew to do the uh, ten album cover challenge. It's a really irritating thing, by the way. I was very annoyed when I was challenged to this. Uh, but I am. Uh, I think so far, coming up to. I think album five today. And I think today uh, I'm going to match, like, uh, what have I done? Um, uh, Joy Division, Unknown Pleasures, Uh, The Ramones, Rocket to Russia, Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bollocks, Uh, The Stranglers, Ratus Novedicus. I think today I'm actually going to do something a little different. I'm going to put up Pink Floyd, The Wall, because that that album has a lot of meaning for me. Uh, All right, enough rubbish about me. Look, there was a story about Liga MX. And... um, uh, they made an announcement that they're going to be suspending promotion and relegation for five years. Now, l- l- let me just preface this by saying uh, Liga MX is a fascinating league for, no, for a lot of reasons. Uh, but financially, the league is all over the place. And uh, promotion and relegation in that league has kind of morphed into one team down, one up. Uh, it's based on an average of points per game over the last three years. I mean, it, it, it's a It's sort of the excitement and drama of that sort of promotion relegation battle is kind of been watered down But there's a lot of reasons for this and I want to make sure to put these out for you Um, Reason number one is uh, There's a lot of teams Uh, in uh, the second division of Mexican football that are owned by the same people in the first division of Mexican football. So that clearly creates all sorts of conflict issues and violations of FIFA statutes about multiple team ownership uh, within the same league structure. Um, They're also uh, sort of, just like we have uh, USL teams here in the United States, uh, which uh, many of the MLS teams have their USL equivalents, Um, Liga MX teams have their uh, Ascencio, that's their second division, uh, equivalents. They can't get promoted either. But the number one biggest reason, and and this is why I'm going to take the next few minutes to give you uh, a sort of a surprising viewpoint for me and uh, the pro-rel for USA people, of whom I'm a massive supporter, will I hope not uh, burn me in effigy. But the reason that they've suspended it is because most of the Ascencio teams don't meet basic and fundamental requirements for promotion to Liga MX. Everything from stadium size to infrastructure to training staff to the amount and ability and financial ability to pay their players to the ability to travel. I mean, these are fundamental things when you have a... uh, Well, much like our societies are mirrored, where the top 1% have 90% of the goods, and the last 10% has to be shared amongst the remaining 90% of of the participants. It's like that very much in Liga MX. So what they found is that many of the teams in the second division, in the Ascencio just didn't qualify to come up to Liga MX. So then what happened is, those teams that were due to be relegated ended up paying a million dollars or whatever the number was to the Asensio team to basically stay down in the second division so they could, for all intents and purposes, the League MX team that was slated to be relegated could buy their way back. Look, an, an, an imperfect situation, one that's sort of ripe for all sorts of comparisons and head scratching and tutting and all the rest of it. But the fact of the matter is if your minor league, your second, pardon me, uh, forget the word I said minor league, if your second division team doesn't meet the requirements for your first division, they can't be promoted unless they're willing to make that investment. Uh, Highly mature leagues like the Bundesliga, like the Premier League, like Serie A, that have had many years of lower division teams or teams across the, 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 the spectrum of the football league to build their infrastructures remember many of these teams through the promotion relegation system have been up in the top flight before and have met it it's much easier to institute promotion relegation folks here in the united states we need promotion relegation we need it badly the closed league system doesn't we've gone through this Uh, it's not a good system it doesn't it doesn't breed high level competition it doesn't develop the best players it makes many many games meaningless it's essentially a run for the playoffs we can go through the whole list and i'm happy to do that and Nod in agreement with everybody. But what I will tell you is, if you think we can just turn the switch on promotion and relegation here in the United States with our immature league that's been around since 1996, you're just dead wrong. Promotion and relegation is something that we should look forward to on a timeline, whether that's 10 years, whether that's 15 years. And we need to look to Major League Soccer, Soccer United Marketing, US Soccer Federation, and other groups to make investments in the lower leagues so that those teams, particularly once MLS closes off uh, expansion, so that those teams are ready to come up to Major League Soccer through a promotion and merit-based system. And that, my friends, is gonna take some time. That's not just gonna happen overnight. And so when we talk about promotion and relegation, and I think, look, you have to be the sort of worst possible MLS apologist with blinkers on to tell me that you would rather have a closed system with no merit-based promotion than a closed one. Pardon me, you'd rather have a closed system than an open one. I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't believe you if you say you would rather have a closed system. But the reality is to get to where we want to get, it takes patience, it takes consensus, it takes investment, but most importantly, it's going to take time. And as long as U.S. Soccer and Soccer United Marketing and the U.S. Soccer Federation are all, uh, pardon me, and uh, Major League Soccer are all in cahoots in their unholy trinity, the motivation for them to do this is never going to be there. And now they're going to be able to point to Mexico and say, ha ha, look, they've had it for years they couldn't make it work well you know you know you and i know that's complete crap right but we do need it but when we have this discussion when we make this argument when we engage in social media banter bicker and argument we need to keep in mind that any notion that you're just going to flip a switch and bring promotion and relegation that we're going to move teams up from usl or from whatever other second division may get sanctioned up to Major League Soccer based on merit is going to take time to execute. That It's not just the concept, it's the infrastructure, it's the funding, it's the rules and the regulation. And what do you do if a team earns promotion but has a stadium that will seat 3,000 people? I mean, this is a problem. And that's why US soccer has its guidelines of what can be, you know, what is a second division and what is a first division. And, and and we've had these arguments and they've had many of these discussions and the whole NASL sanctioning issue came up over this, if you remember. But the fact of the matter is those guidelines are in place because when you suffer or when you impose promotion and relegation, teams that are gonna go up or down need to have a certain infrastructure all right those are my opinions love to hear yours find me on twitter at mcgibre n-i-c-k-g-e-b-e-r this is history soccer presented by betonline.ag where you can still have loads of fun betting online despite the sports shutdown i'll be right back after this All right, welcome back to Fist Street Soccer presented by BetOnline.ag. And look, if you're uh, waiting out this pandemic at home and you're listening to this show, and uh, I know you are every day, uh, I thank you for that. Uh, Outside of the incredible fun you're going to have listening to this show and participating here at Fist Street Soccer, you can have a lot of fun as well uh, betting online at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. Uh, look, I know there's no NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie A, uh, you name it, Champions League, Europa League, the World Cup qualifying. There's none of that stuff going on right now. And of course, the Euro's postponed as well. Uh, so you may think there's nothing to bet on. But look, Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino and a huge poker room as well, as well as a blackjack room. Uh, And sports, of course, not totally done. If you consider these a sport, you can do esports, you can bet on American Idol, Big Brother, The Elections, The Spelling Bee, Table Tennis, Belarusian Premier League. Uh, Of course, they have the $750,000 poker series as well. They're still fun to be had. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Use the promo code mypod100, uh, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Welcome back to the show. It it really is great to do the show, and and I hope that you're uh, enjoying it. And I would like to also make an announcement that uh, we're very pleased to announce that uh, we have been renewed by uh, SiriusXM and Dan Patrick Sports for another year uh, bringing you entertainment here on Sirius XM 211 and, of course, the Sports Byline Broadcast Network as well. Look, a couple of things happening in the world of football uh, outside of just the the big, big stories, of course, which is the pandemic response, which is the corruption at, uh, at uh, U.S. soccer, the corruption at FIFA, the shutting down of the Development Academy. I mean, these are all obviously huge stories. First of all, I would like to take this opportunity uh, to express uh, my sadness at the passing of Leeds United legend Norman Hunter, who died at the age of 76 as a result of this insidious uh, coronavirus uh, coronavirus illness, COVID-19. He was a member of England's World Cup winning squad of 1996. He won two league titles and an FA Cup with Leeds United, and he did not live to see Leeds United promoted back to the Premier League which is, in my opinion, where they belong. Leeds one of the, the great clubs of English football. And uh, uh, look, yes, they've gone through a terrible time. The last 20 years, or 15 years, have been really awful for Leeds United. It's longer than 15 years. Actually, now it's 20 or so. Uh, they had the awful ownership that destroyed Leeds. It's Ellen Road was became um, uh, a commodity that was sold forward into the futures market basically put the club into bankruptcy and, and they have tried and uh, to recover and come back and they are now poised for a return to the Premier League. I think so much is going to depend on what happens with this discussion uh, that the Premier League clubs are having about how they're going to conclude the season. We'll see how that goes. But uh, once again, very sad about passing of Leeds United legend Norman Hunter. Um A couple of MLS stories sort of percolating out there. One is an interesting tweet that was put out by DeAndre Yedlin who basically tweeted out that essentially uh, promotion and relegation in Major League Soccer would make it a more serious and competitive league. And look, he played for the Seattle Sounders before he went to Spurs. um, And he... um, went obviously to Sunderland, to Newcastle, uh, where he is now, and it's interesting to me because you know, you've know got a guy like Yedlin that stands up and makes this statement. This is a guy that's played in MLS. This is a guy that is as American as they come. He's gone over. He's played in England. He, he gave some really, really interesting insight into his tenure at, uh, at, uh, in England uh, at the start of it. He was depressed. The first six months were very difficult for him. The pressure was almost too much to bear. He, he considered coming back. He said at that point it just wasn't about money anymore. Uh, but after that six-month period, he sort of got over the hurdle and uh, really is enjoying it, enjoying the competition. But his point is well taken. Major League Soccer would make uh, promotion relegation would make MLS a more serious league, and one of the things that Yedlin says specifically. Is that um, it, it? It just increases the pressure on every aspect and every game. Every game is a must-win game, and it is interesting to hear some of the response uh, from the from Twitter. Robert uh, Robert Burns, who you may remember, being a World well, Football Daily, uh, says it's an interesting that the article omits his views on understanding the financial implications of it here and why it won't work, and the part about games meaning more, every game matters, question mark, bollocks, plenty of dead robbers and games mean more because football means more its culture. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I fully agree with Robert here. I do agree with him, by the way, in the point that financially, given the American model, promotion and relegation today won't work, and, and, and for those in the promotion and relegation department who think we just sw- uh, flip a switch and that's it, you come up from uh, uh, USL and you, you go into the Premier League or you go into MLS or, or whatever it is, uh, that is just uh, unrealistic thinking. However, I think there needs to be a pathway to promotion and relegation, and we need to set ourselves on that path. And I'm going to loop this back in to where we are today in the coronavirus crisis. Where major league soccer is looking at you know 28 markets that they're in and outside of those 28 markets the league has no relevance whatsoever unless the league is willing to expand into every single relevant market in the united states which it may be i don't know it's going to be very very difficult to garner support outside of your local team which is why for example the television ratings are so appalling for major league soccer because outside of your local market there is very little interest in the league a- a- and there shouldn't be there should be very little interest in the league because where the league sits today and by the way mls uh, fans please don't get upset with me I mean, this is the truth where the league sits today, it is not a top-quality world league. If I if I'm not in a market with an MLS team, if I'm not vested in supporting one Major League Soccer team because they are my local team, let's say I live in um, let's say I live in um, I don't know, I'm come, trying to come up with a with a city here, Saint George, Utah, or Las Vegas. Let's say I live well. I do actually live in Las Vegas. Say I, I I live in Las Vegas. There is no Major League Soccer team here in Las Vegas. So where would my allegiances lie? What would drive me to spend two hours out of my day watching a Major League Soccer game on television when I know what I'm watching isn't the best league in the world by a long shot, Where I know what I'm watching is second- or third-rate professional soccer? And again, no disrespect, the Premier League is the Premier League and the Champions League is the Champions League. Why would I watch the uh, LAFC play um uh, new york red bull when i can watch liverpool play man united or spurs play newcastle or you know a relegation battle between say norwich and bournemouth there's there's no reason that i would do that uh, because i'm not vested in it now what promotion and relegation does is it says to me well maybe you want to be vested in it because las vegas lights my local usl team well you know, if they if they continue on their you know seven game win streak, and it's an example, by well, of course, sorry, sorry, Eric if uh, they could finish top of the champ, top of the top of the USL Championship, and be promoted to Major League Soccer. Well, then all of a sudden, I get a lot more interested in MLS as a league. And as we come out of this pandemic lockdown, whenever that may be, by the way, uh, MLS has now announced, or are expected to announce, uh, that there won't be any league games, I believe, until. Uh, sometime around the 30th of June is what I'm hearing, although I I may be wrong, so you'll forgive me for that. Um, June 8th at the earliest. That is being reported now. MLS now makes reporting from Wednesday official, no games until June the 8th at the minimum they're going to come back to what a shortened league they're going to come back to a shortened league with no tv ratings no one outside of those markets are vested look the ones that i really feel bad for uh is for example uh the guys at uh, inter miami a brand new franchise just set up just starting you know don't get to play and of course mls right now asking their players to take up to a 50 percent pay cut and i uh, i will say this i feel very bad for the MLS players because they they don't make nearly as much on average as players in in big uh, in other world leagues that are you know in very rich countries. But um, you know what MLS has done is said: no one under a hundred thousand will be cut. Uh, the base that you could be cut to is a hundred thousand. It's kind of the baseline, a- and so that's good. And they're hoping to save one hundred and fifty million. But then I'm thinking to myself: this is a league that is taking an overinflated rate of 300 plus million dollars to add a new franchise are you telling me that you're going to put this much burden on the players maybe you should make that pay cut a little less than 50% maybe you should make that cut pay cut 10% or 15% because they're not the highest paid players anyway i'm not being super critical of mls about this by the way because they got to do what they got to do and i do agree as again with robert burns that the current financial reality is such that it is unlikely that um, promotion relegations relegation financially is going to work. But once again, we do need to get to the pathway of promotion and relegation. And you need to get to the pathway of listening to this show Monday through Friday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports fifth street soccer presented by betonline.ag by the way you can also find us on our digital platform so that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, tune in the award-winning series xm app and as well of course big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening courtesy of the american forces network it is such a great pleasure and privilege uh, to speak with our service men and women uh, as we do on this show you can find me on twitter at nikki i'd love to know what you think look uh, everyone knows i'm an mls Uh, I am a a critic of Major League Soccer. I don't like the league. It doesn't compel me. I don't really watch it. I do follow it, obviously, because I do the show. But look, talk to me. This isn't a one-sided conversation. Everybody has opinions, and a lot of the times your opinions are very, very valid. Love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at McGeber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. We'll be right back with more after this on Fist Free Soccer, presented by BetOnline.ag. Sex and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need. Sex and drugs and rock and roll is very good indeed. Keep your all right, welcome ways. back to the show. The Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, also on one of our many digital platforms, iHeartRadio TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app. I'm your host, Nick Eber. great to be with you, along with my good friend and co-host, Kartik Krishnaya, uh, Kartik Uh, You know, in the middle of this uh, pandemic situation, of course, it's funny to hear sex and drugs and rock and roll because, you know, I know that is your theme song, first of all, Kartik, And uh, and second of all, as we're all stuck in our homes, uh, uh, counting down the days that we can get back to our lives of sex and drugs and rock and roll, uh, just like the old days, it's almost uh, even though we're in isolation here. Some things never change, Kartik. What do they say? It's déjà vu all over again. Uh, the news coming out, the FBI indicting more FIFA officials about the bribery around the 2018 World Cup in Russia, which has obviously passed, and the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, Kartik. Uh, the <laughs> the depths of depravity and greed. No no bounds, and for those of us that knew all along that something smelt really bad the minute the name Doha Cutter came out of that envelope, uh, this is just furthering what we've known all along—that uh, something is very, very, very rotten in the state of—I suppose we should say Switzerland.
0: Yeah, and you know what's really quite bizarre uh, about all of this now is that we're finding that there were bribes involved with television companies as well Fox. Uh, to to brought, yeah with Fox specifically here in the U.S. to uh, to uh, broadcast uh, the World Cup. So FIFA is available at the highest bidder, even uh, in terms of how they uh, they handled. The television bids from the U.S., I have to say, and, and, and we've talked about this. I don't think we've talked about this ever on this show. I've talked about it in other places. I, I had a background, a conversation on background, so I can report a little bit of it, but not who, who, who it was with, about NBC, when NBC had actually uh, banked the highest bid with FIFA for the 2000 NBC universal for the 2006 and 2010, and I believe 2014 world cups, or or maybe it was just 10 and 14. And at the time NBC didn't show, they didn't have the premier league rights yet. They didn't show MLS. They didn't show uh, anything other than Olympic soccer, I guess. Um, Chuck blazer. Who is infamous intervened with FIFA to have them reverse the award uh, of the rights to NBC and give it, to ESPN because ES, ESPN and ABC because they broadcast Major League Soccer, and they did some sort of deal through some to make that happen. So even um, in 2006 or 2005, when the award was given for the 10 and 14 World Cups, the previous cycle, right cycle when ESPN had it, there was funny business going on. And, and um, the person at NBC who, who had this conversation with me told me, "Look, they would." probably never deal with again because of it, because they had actually tabled the high bid, um, and they had found other entities in the sport much more honest. They tabled the high bid for the Premier League. They got the rights, even though Fox and right. ESPN were the incumbents. So um, FIFA has been doing this even before the Russian cutter thing, but I think uh, the the specter of, um, of Roman Abramovich taking uh, uh, Sepp Blatter to dinner uh, with Putin the night before uh, the vote and, and those sorts of things just took this well, all out into the open.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but but I mean, Kartik, what about uh, um, the uh, the uh, the French uh, president uh, who I remember Sarcosi, yeah, you know, he had Sarkozy? Yeah, 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 yeah. What about Sarkozy and uh, and uh, Platini and the head of Doha? Yeah, Platini's son meeting with the head of uh, with the Qatari crown prince. Uh, and the head of B in Sport just before they announced the acquisition of PSG, which of course was Sarkozy's team, and then and then yes. Platini switching his vote last minute to Qatar. Uh, you know, Platini's uh, has been shamed, which is which is a sh- uh, it is in fact a shame because he was truly a great player in his day. Uh, one of the greats, I would say, of the game. But, you know, he shamed himself with this sort of unabashed greed. Uh, It it, it really is like there's a sense of entitlement amongst the top 1% of people that are working in FIFA, surprise, surprise, uh, who think that all the money is theirs. I mean, it's ridiculous,
0: Yeah, I think the Platini thing is particularly heartbreaking for us, Nick, because we thought it was all these suits and all these bankers and all these uh, horrible uh, Swiss executives that were making FIFA corrupt. And we believe putting a footballer, an actual... Yeah, great right. footballer, one of the 10 or 15 greatest players of all time, in a position of power, would change the game. In fact, he just got taken in by them and started behaving like them. That's what happened. Or,
1: or was we he like it that be beforehand, Carter? I mean, we just don't know, well, maybe right? Maybe he was. Maybe, I mean, he maybe was. that's why they I mean, put him all, up. Maybe he had, was I their man. Maybe he was their man all along. I mean, who knows? All yeah. I can tell you is he's still suffering his ban from football. I believe he's got another five years on it or something like that. Yep, uh, yep. But, but, you know, and we... Uh, We are going to do a show on the situation here in the United States, Uh, but this is where it begins to cross over because the FBI, in investigating FIFA, uses a set of tools, and because of the status of the sport here in this country, where it is not sacrosanct, it is not the national pastime, it is treated with the same scrutiny as any other business entity. So when it comes to glad handing bribery illegal doing monopolization uh you know uh, violations of the wire act they are they do not have the sort of immunity that they would have uh, both in terms of public opinion and in terms of government's disdain and 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 uh, and shall we say hesitation to put their hand into this problem and fix it the fbi and the united states government have no such qualms
0: no Uh, so because football hasn't been traditionally the biggest sport here, they're not going to pull any punches. And if you, uh, cross the line, you probably will get caught. And the thing that was, uh, and and it's funny, I should have had some heads up that there would be something like this go down. I remember walking, um, with a, with a colleague in soccer in 2012, uh, to a restaurant in Miami and we passed some some bank in the, in the financial district of, of, of uh, the Brickell section of Miami. And he turned to me and said, you know, that's where Leeds United washes their money. That's where Ken Bates puts his money. Hmm. And I thought, why would he be dumb enough to put his money in the United States when we know Ken Bates, we, we all know why anyone listening to this show knows what Ken Bates is. But these people, these thieves, like the Ken Bates of the world, and all these characters in FIFA were dumb enough to use the U.S. banking system to yep. wash their money. That's why they got caught. And um, I think that that there there is no limit to this because they were dumb enough. I guess they had to use the U.S. financial system to move their money uh, across borders, which was uh, the danger they got into. And and, uh, they didn't they didn't want to use Chinese banks or or, or whatever. Maybe if they had, they wouldn't have gotten caught or maybe they would have been nailed earlier. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, I'm not sure what the Chinese relationship with FIFA is. I, I think the Russians obviously have a close relationship with them, but they don't have a, a great banking system. It would really be China, Japan, or the U.S., right? Really? Right. Um, so they, they got caught, and the DOJ and, and FBI have no qualms about busting these people.
1: None whatsoever. And so, uh, you know, look, we knew about Chuck Blazer. We knew about Conmebol, uh, pardon me, CONCACAFs uh, you know, corruption. Uh, but I guess, you know, as you mentioned, I mean, it was really the issue here is the fact that now, um, Conmebol have been, uh, dragged further into this than they were before. And of course, yeah. uh, you know, it's looking really, really bad for Qatar. I mean, it's clear you have to be a complete moron to not realize these guys bribed their way to getting these bids. And the fact is we're still going to hold the World Cup in Doha despite this, Kartik. I mean, at what point do you think they reevaluate this, or do you think they reevaluate this at all?
0: Well, if they don't do it right now, then they never will, because let's face it, Uh, We have a break in football now. We have calendars that are going to change, right? We have uh, the fact that Serie A and uh, La Liga are probably not going to finish their seasons. Who knows when La Liga and Serie A begin the next season? Uh, Who knows when Major League Soccer resumes? Uh, The Bundesliga and Premier League seem to be uh, uh, charting a a more reckless course, but who knows if if those two leagues really uh, get back on schedule? So if they don't, um, we are in a position where um the whole calendar is being blown up anyway, so why not reevaluate a World Cup bid? Right? Well, Everything yeah, else right. is changing.
1: Well I mean, so, uh, and, and of course, is how will. is and how is it gonna affect qualifying? I mean, because look, um if now what you're gonna have is a situation where the Euros are gonna to move to twenty twenty one, uh what are you gonna do yeah. for qualifying? You've still got to qualify the Euros and you've still got to qualify the World Cup.
0: Right, right. And uh, that's in Europe. And obviously, Copa has moved to 2021. So South America qualifying. I don't know how they get it done. I think now you're looking potentially at having to move that World Cup to 2023 anyway. Well, it was basically going to be in 2023,
1: wasn't it? I mean, it was December 2022. So, I mean, you know, but again, they can't move it to the summer. It's too hot. If they move it to 2023, it's going to have to go in December 2023. I think they need to strip uh, Qatar of the World Cup for the obvious crime of bribing. You know, again, and and I've been I've been mixed on this Kartik because uh, I believe that the problem wasn't Qatar; it was the system and it was FIFA, where clearly bribing your way to getting a World Cup bid was the way it was done. But, you know, this is so brazen, so in-your-face, and uh, the fact that they couldn't then hold the World Cup during the summer, Kartik. I think that that in and of itself is reason to just dump it.
0: Yeah, and there's a couple of African nations in... January, I assume that will go on as scheduled, uh, but it, it, But they're losing qualifying gates. So because of that, Africa, I don't know if they'll qualify, get the qualifying done either. The only group, place we know will get the qualifying done is CONCACAF because they'll do whatever it takes to get the U.S. and Mexico in. So <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll just do it based on FIFA rankings, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, but I think the rest of the world is going to have a hard time getting qualifying done now. So – that puts FIFA in a position where they could reevaluate this, and they could say, "Okay, we want to clean up this uh, this body." But it seems like Infantino, if anything, maybe even worse than Blatter. He's um he's aligned himself. and We're going to talk about this in another show, but he's aligned himself very closely with uh, uh, U.S. Soccer. He's aligned himself with. Uh, With the uh, sponsors from the Middle East, what's happened to Infantino's tenure is uh, the traditional sponsors of FIFA from uh, the UK, from Germany, from France, from the Netherlands. They've all backed out. They're no longer FIFA sponsors. And instead, he's gone to the Middle East and gone to the United States and found corporate sponsors who were less – offended by fifa for whatever reason so i think there's pretty much like a europe versus the rest of the world thing going on yeah western europe i should say well
1: that's right but i mean it was it was the support of the non-european countries that got infantino elected to begin with keep that in mind correct those are people that he pandered shamelessly pandered to um uh, you know he is possibly a little bit more transparent than blatter was but I'm not sure that the corruption at FIFA has been rooted out. I, look, I don't have any proof of this, uh, but it would seem to me that it's just normal business has been resumed. All right, Nick Ebrard at Krishnai with you here on Fifth Street Soccer. You can find us here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211 every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Uh, right here on these networks, and if you've missed any part of the show, we invite you to go to our podcast network. That's B L E A V, the Believe Podcast Network and find our show, which is available on that network immediately on its conclusion. All right, I will be right back to wrap it up. Kartik, thanks so much. Uh, We'll chat to you later. Fifth Street Soccer, presented by BetOnline.ag. Welcome back. to Sports Nick Eber with you. We are presented by BetOnline.ag. It's great to be with you. We're with you every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. And look, if you've missed any part of this show, never fear, my friends. You can find it. Our podcast is made available immediately upon the conclusion of the show, and you can find us at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. The Believe Podcast Network. A funny song, that, Sham69. Of course, hurry up, Harry. Uh, only funny because, well, <laughs> no one's going to be going down the pub till at least 2021, according to the uh, UK government. That is the latest that I have heard The pubs are slated to remain closed for that long. Look, I hope you enjoyed the discussion. And uh, that's what this show is about. It's about opinions and discussions. And uh, look, everybody has a passion and an opinion that they believe about, something that they believe in passionately. And this is the show for that because football and, well, quite frankly, any sport, they're all about emotion and passion. Love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. That's at Nick Geber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Uh, very important that you uh, communicate with me So, that you give me lots of topics to talk about, because of course, while we are uh, slightly slower in terms of the live sports these days, and that's an understatement, uh, it's the stories around the sport, the continuing drama, the soap opera that make it oh so fun to talk about. All right, uh, Believe Podcast Network, that's where you will find me Uh, B L E A V. Right after the show, you can download this show, you can download all our past shows, and you can sign up so you'll be notified every time we post a new show. But we do hope you'll join us live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I want to thank everyone involved with this show for putting it out there. Look, we all have to show up and work under trying circumstances, or stay at home and work under trying circumstances. But I want you to stay safe at home. Don't be stupid. Stay away from this boogeyman all right and we'll get through this together till tomorrow cheers